0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Genesis chapter 13. So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abram also had become very wealthy in livestock, in silver, and in gold. From the Negev, he went from place to place until he came to Bethel to the place between Bethel and ai where his tent had been earlier, and where he had first built an altar to the Lord. There Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. But the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abram's herdsmen and Lot's. The Canaanites and Parasites were also living in the land at that time. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we're close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Well, Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan toward Zoar was well watered, like the garden of the Lord in the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain, and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, Look around from where you are, to the north and the south, and to the east and the west. All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go and walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he pitched his tents. There he built an altar to the Lord. Now, as I'm finishing up this chapter, I want to talk about a couple of things. This was approximately 4,000 years ago, perhaps a little longer, but roughly 4,000 years ago when Abram came on the scene. And so it was very early in human recorded history, and wealth was measured in terms of livestock and your physical possessions. So we read in Genesis 13.1, Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. And it said Abraham had become very wealthy, and it mentions specifically in livestock. Then it also mentions in silver and gold. So even this early on, some 4,000-plus years ago, Silver and gold were considered measures of value, but livestock was the principal thing. If you had cattle, sheep, horses, and so forth, this was the the earliest form of wealth. And then silver and gold, by the time Abraham had come along, became also measures of wealth. And and, uh, livestock may not be considered wealth in our day and time, but silver and gold certainly still is. And Abraham had good character. He noticed that uh, he and Lot were different from those around them. But their possessions had grown tremendously, and their their hired men were quarreling with each other about grazing areas, you know, where the grass was, where the water was, and so forth. So in verse 8, we read, So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we're close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And so Abram, displaying his character, he gave Lot first choice. He said, Lot, essentially, I know I'm the older guy, you're my nephew, but we're having some problems with our our hired men or arguing with each other because we're in such close proximity, not to mention the other people that are indigenous to this land. So let's split our two companies of laborers and servants and those that are with our households. Let's split them up. You choose where you want to go, Lot, and I'll go where you don't want to go. So verse 10, Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. And then we read this note. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And so he's now um, entering into the period of time before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, which we'll read about in a few more episodes. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan, which seemed to be the best land. At this time, it was the best land, but there was destruction coming. The two men parted company, and then um, Abram chose Canaan, which was the promised land. Now, in choosing Canaan, Abram was coming into agreement with what the Lord had previously told him. Because the land of Canaan contained... Uh, the very area where the Lord had previously promised him, this land I will give to you and your descendants forever. And so Abram lived in the land of Canaan, preceding the fulfillment of the promise of receiving the land of Canaan. But he believed God. In the meantime, Lot lived among the cities of the plain. And verse 12 says, he pitched his tents near Sodom. Now this mention of, of Sodom and Gomorrah in verse 10 and then again in verse 12. I'll talk more about Sodom and Gomorrah and their destruction and the reasons for their destruction when we get to the episodes involving Genesis 18 and 19. But at the very least, um, we read previously in this chapter that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, this area, those people had become very wicked. This was an area that was known to be wicked. And Lot, on some level, was drawn to this area. It said he pitched his tents near Sodom. Later, we'll find out that he's living in Sodom. At a later point, we'll find out that he's at the gates of Sodom, meaning that he was one of the the leaders of the city. So he became more and more affiliated with this place that was known as a wicked place. And as I said, we'll address Sodom and Gomorrah more fully when we get to Genesis 18 and 19. Now, Genesis chapter 13 that we're in now, verse 14, reads this way. The Lord said to Abram after Lot had departed from him, Look around from where you are, to the north and south, to the east and the west. All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. Now I want to just pause right there. This, once again, is an affirmation of the promise of the promised land. And it is an unconditional promise by God. The Lord did not say to Abram, if you do so and so, I'll give you this land. This is an unconditional promise. He said, all of the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. And the very land he was standing in is the modern area of Israel. And so this land, uh, this promise was given all of these years ago, down through the centuries to Abram, by extension to Isaac, by extension to Jacob, by extension to the 12 tribes, and then on to our day. This land was given unconditionally to Abram. It says, I'll give it to you and to your offspring forever. This was not a conditional promise that they had to live up to. It was given unconditionally and affirmed and reaffirmed over and over and over again. Continuing with the promises of God to Abraham in verse 16, he said, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Now just pause for a second and reflect, friends. Abram was one man. From him have descended not only the 12 tribes of Israel, but many of the Arabic people in this world consider Abram to be their father, and indeed he is their father through another lineage. So his offspring genuinely filled the earth in various parts of the planet. But at the time these words were spoken, it was God Almighty speaking to one man with no descendants as yet. But the promises were true. And so he told Abram to go and walk through the length and breadth of the land because he was given it to him. And Abram obeyed God and received the promises by faith. Having not yet seen the fulfillment of these promises, he believed God. And we read later that the Lord applied faith to him for having believed God. This faith in, in God became a form of righteousness for Abraham. By faith, he apprehended the promises. By faith, you and I also have to apprehend the promises of God. You see, friends, the truth is none of us have yet stood before the throne of God and heard the ultimate vindication of our trust in Jesus Christ. But we believe by faith that Jesus came and lived a righteous life. He died a sacrificial atoning death for our sins. By faith, we received the benefit of his life and his sacrificial atoning death. By faith, we receive the promises contained in the New Testament. By faith, we live for Christ, and we expect to be vindicated when we stand before the throne of God in the fullness of time. Lord, I thank you for Abram, the father of our faith. I thank you, Lord, that he believed you and he received your promises. I pray, Lord, that we would also be people of faith, receiving all the promises you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.